Hallelujah. We prepare our hearts this morning to hear the word of the Lord. It is His word that brings life and, and strength and illumination and all that you and I have need of to go on from strength to strength on this journey. Amen. For we have decided, have we not? We have decided to follow Jesus. Coming to us is a reading from the, the small book of James in the, the New Testament. We would hear the reading of a few verses therein. James 4, 1 to 10. What causes quarrels and what causes fights among you? Is it not this, that your passions are at war within you? You desire and do not have, so you murder. You covet and cannot obtain, so you fight and quarrel. You do not have because you do not ask. You ask and do not receive because you ask wrongly to spend it on your passions. You adulterous people, do you not know that friendship with the world is enmity with God? Therefore, whoever wishes to be a friend of the world makes himself an enemy of God. Or do you suppose it is to no purpose that the scripture says he yearns jealously over the spirit that he has made to dwell in us? But he gives more grace. Therefore, it says, God opposes the proud, but gives grace to the humble. Submit yourselves, therefore, to God. Resist the devil, and he will flee from you. Draw near to God, and he will draw near to you. Cleanse your hands, you sinners, and purify your hearts, you double-minded. Be wretched and mourn and weep. Let your laughter be turned to mourning and your joy to gloom. Humble yourselves before the Lord, and he will exalt you. Amen. What causes quarrel and what causes fights among you? The book of James seeks to address. It's nothing new. It's just that it is increasing and it will continue to increase. Because the word of God assures us of that. God hath not left us ignorant in regards to what's ahead of us. We're dealing with pride in the hearts of men. The scripture says you desire and do not have. So you murder, you kill. You covet and cannot obtain. So you fight and you quarrel. You do not have because God is saying you didn't ask of me. And when you do ask, you do not receive because you're asking incorrectly. You're asking selfishly to spend it upon your own passion. God calls us such behavior that of adulterous people who do not know that friendship with the world is enmity with God. Therefore, whosoever wishes to be a friend of the world makes himself, herself, an enemy of God. The essence of sin is still that of selfishness. What we are seeking to obtain for ourselves, how that will benefit us. Selfish desires that are truly dangerous. Someone once really said it's a dangerous thing 
that of selfish desire because it ultimately leads us to wrong, to wrong actions. It leads to wrong praying. The book of James gives us an insight into what's behind the scene amidst the wars that are being raged. There are wars without and there are wars within. If there is a war on the inside, there will ultimately be a war on the outside. The book of James is reminding us that it's out of the heart, it's out of what's happening on the inside that the display outwardly will come. Yes, we are called to pray, we are called to act. The root cause of every war, internal or external, is rebellion against God. When we rebel against God, we experience conflict. Conflict within ourselves and conflict within our world. This is the book of James. There are three enemies that we must not fraternize with. The three that James outlined for us is the world, the flesh, and it's the devil. And when we speak of the world, we're speaking of the system that is operating within the world. The world system that is contrary to that of God. The Word of God tells us that a new heaven and a new earth is what God is preparing and will present. And we're looking for the return of Yeshua as a body of believers. And our world within these last decades has been focused on the green earth and has become a religion in and of itself as man is trying in various means to save the planet. Yes, God has called us to be good stewards of all things that he has entrusted to us, but I see a rebellion against what God has called us to look towards. God says a new heaven and a new earth, the devil says this world and no other. The flesh how we have grown to love ourselves even above God. When that becomes a reality by flesh, we speak of the old nature that we inherit from Adam that is prone to sin. The flesh is not the body. The flesh is that sinful nature that we often yield to. When we yield to the Spirit of God, the body brings glory to God. When we yield to the flesh, then we experience just the opposite. And then we have the devil. We don't hear much about him today, but he's ever real. He masquerades and presents himself in so many disguises. But he is, he is real. 
as real as our God is. But the scripture went further as we read or heard by the reading today. It says that it is God who gives us grace. And grace is what we have need of. Therefore it says that God opposes the proud but gives grace to the humble. It is the proud in heart that presents a hindrance to the move of God in the life of such an individual. Pride that caused him Lucifer initially and legions of angels to be cast out of heaven. And pride continues to present itself for it's a weapon of the wicked one in the lives of men and women across the world. Pride. God is saying to us that as we humble ourselves, His grace is more than sufficient to bring us to new places and new levels in our journey with Him on this side of heaven. God opposes the proud. The seventh verse of this full chapter of James speaks to us. It calls us to submit ourselves, therefore, to God. I, I like the way it's worded because it, it gives us insight as to what you and I ought to be paying attention to, even to that which came prior to the seventh verse. It says, submit yourself, therefore, to God. Resist the devil, and the devil will flee from you. You and I can't do this in our own strength. We submit to him, he enables us to resist. Yes, it's a real battle. It's a battle that you and I are called to engage in. But we are not alone. I said we're not alone. We submit to God. We resist. And we experience God's victory. The 8th verse calls us to draw near to God. And God who is faithful will draw near to us. He says in the ninth verse, the wretched and mourn and weep, letting your laughter turn to mourning and your joy to gloom. We will not and do not see much of that, because that can only come out of a broken and a contrite heart, which can only be truly realized when one submits when one surrenders, and by the aid of the Holy Spirit, one starts resisting. One openly starts drawing near in fellowship and experience that which the Holy Spirit will accomplish in us as we yield to Him. Then verse says, humble yourself, therefore. Humble yourself before the Lord. 
and the Lord will exalt you. Humility, easily spoken of and yet so difficult to attain. It's by confessing our sins and asking God for his cleansing that brings about that drawing and that intimate fellowship. It's why it's so important for us to understand why Christ positionally sits at the right hand of the Father, why he intercedes for us. We have a high priest Lord Jesus Christ, who is our mediator. You and I don't have to go necessarily seeking out a physical place, but we can do it at any time of the day, in any place we draw near to God. God is yet bidding all people to come, to come in humility, to come in repentance, to come and accept His Son, Christ Jesus. Why do we hear of so many paths today to God? Why do we see many that are shying away from the person of Christ and the Word that reminds us there is only one name given on the heaven by which men can be saved, and that's the name of Jesus? Well, men and women are able to do so when pride fills the heart and when they no longer see themselves as being in need of a cleansing. They're doing themselves, they're doing the me, the self, the I, the id, the ego. But when we see ourselves as being wretched and undone, there is the man, Christ Jesus who suffered and died, the only one who has been resurrected from the dead and from the grave, and who lives forevermore. Saints of God, we need to draw near to God, and we will experience Him drawing near to us. Humble ourselves under the mighty hand of God, and He will do what? He will exalt us. So, my sisters and brothers, let us give ourselves intentionally in this season. Let us give ourselves to drawing near. It is not a new message. Uh, there's no new message that we need because we have not truly embraced that which has already been given to us. Let's draw near to Him and experience thereafter the cleansing that is ours as a result of drawing near. And the time for us to do so is not last year, that's gone. The time for us to do so is now. Now is the time for us to draw near. And don't let the enemy play with our minds to say, well, the first of January is already gone. I have to wait now until 2024. You and I have no guarantee that we will even be around for February. All we can speak to and act in is the present. The time to draw near is now. May we give ourselves to what God is calling us to. 
and we draw near and experience Him drawing near to us. Hallelujah. Blessed be your name. Hallelujah. This is an exciting time. Exciting because God, as I release us into the furtherance of the day from this service, God is giving us a new beginning. Every day is a new beginning. We are reminded morning by morning the mercies of God are new that he avails to us. And the love for which he loves you, it's amazing. <laughs> the things that we grow up and sometimes struggle with in our minds. Father is saying, I'm aware of it. I've been aware of it. And he calls us to a higher place and to a deeper intimacy with himself. Thank you, Lord. Would you just stand with me? Yes. Father, we're saying, and I pray for those that are live streaming, the Lord, they too are responding in one way or another. As we say yes to you. Father, thank you for the blessed Holy Spirit who gently and lovingly speaks to us. May our hearts and ears be inclined to his voice as we go forth in Christ Jesus' name. Amen. God is with you. You're not alone. He's saying to us, draw near to me. He's saying to us <laughs> that he's available to us. Love you. Stay encouraged. Forgetting the things that are behind. Let us reach forward and lay hold of that which is now before us. Stay prayerful. And if time permits, join us on Tuesday as we come together in the prayer room as we have been doing continuously.